BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. What's going on, everybody? Happy Monday. Welcome into Follow the Money on VSIN, the sports betting network. Mitch and Paul getting some well deserved vacation. So holding down the desk for the next couple days. I'm Stormy Bonantoni alongside Jonathan Von Tobel. Plenty of NBA on the slate today because right. you are our resident NBA expert. You've been on the show here a number of times, obviously, but a crazy day yesterday. Uh, yes, it was. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on as well. You know, a lot yeah. of hockey, a lot of baseball. So the the Grand Prix. I know you had a bet there. In oh, F1 I don't want to talk. Oh no, what happened? Well, so, so for those who don't know, so yesterday the Miami Grand Prix in F1, um, there was a market that was hung that one of the shops out here in town kind of fell asleep at the wheel. So that's a pun intended for racing. Well done. And um, you know, the, the the guy that ended up being the favorite, the odds-on favorite. Uh, was at plus 450 and one certain shop. So I bet that. The thing is, I'm not really familiar with F1 and racing in general. And apparently there's a dynamic when it comes to like certain teams and like teammates and Verstappen ends up winning mm-hmm. yesterday, but I had his teammate and, you know, maybe ah. there was some uh, nefarious, not nefarious, but maybe the, um, so the Red Perez? Bull team. Is that yeah, Perez. Okay. And so maybe there was some, uh, I don't want to say it was nefarious, but maybe there was some non-communication when Verstappen pit and uh, not telling Perez to, hey, let's go, speed it up. And um, yeah, I lost out on that. So yeah, it's whatever. One of those. I read also that like historically speaking, the win, because he was coming from the like ninth or worst spot on the grid was like mm-hmm. a historic win. And he's somebody that for sure. whatever reason cool. has done that a number of times. So I, I makes too, me feel better that tell, I took a historic loss. <laughs> you can tell even by the way that I'm speaking about yeah. it, like F1 isn't something I'm particularly familiar with, but uh, a fifth win in five races for the Red Bull team. So somebody got it done. Sorry, don't yell at me. Uh, we do have a great show, though, lined up over the next couple hours with an awesome lineup. Good friend of the show as well. Julian Edlow is going to join us coming up at 445 Pacific, 745 Eastern. Host and betting analyst over at DraftKings. Continue to break down plenty of NBA with him as well as our guy Will Hill. VEASAN contributor at 830 Eastern. And then later on in hour three, as we dive into the Golden Knights and Edmonton game that's on tonight, as well as all of the NHL series, Dennis Bernstein of Sirius XM NHL Radio, as well as the fourth period.com will join the show. But we're going to start off in the association, the Celtics and Nuggets, both with opportunities yesterday to take three games to one leads in their series, unable to get it done. Which of those results surprised you more? Uh, I mean, I guess we'll start with like, Philly and Boston. I mean, I don't think it's insane, insanely surprising. For those who weren't keeping track yesterday, uh, there was a really late Steve move toward the Philadelphia 
76ers right before two. Both of those games yeah. had to go down. You're, you're right. And so, like, for this one, where you're talking about a vast majority of shops sitting at Celtics minus two and a half for, you know, that, but most of the time that this game was up. And then in the last hour, really steaming and going to the fact where over at the South Point and other spots closing Philly minus one. Uh, it was really surprising to see that late move. I thought I'd missed like an injury or something. And you knew that guys like, uh, I think it was uh, Jason Brown and or Jay, um, uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum, it's early, um, you know, were listed as questionable, but both were going to be available. But it was just some sharp money that initially moved it and some steam chasers coming in after. But the performance that you saw from some individual players, namely James Harden in this game, to get this win and the way that it went down as well. But Harden with 42-8-9, eight, eight, uh, eight rebounds, nine assists on 16-23 shooting, a ridiculous shot to tie a game at the end of regulation, and then another ridiculous corner three to essentially win the game for the Philadelphia 76ers. It was another historic performance for Harden. There's no question that the reason why the 76ers have two wins in the series is because of James Harden. Uh, and so just given the steam move, the way that it went down, where you lead by as much as 16 in that game, and then you lose that lead to the point yeah. where you have to go to overtime it was a pretty surprising performance overall and i think look there's a lot of things that come from it we can talk about the late game execution from the boston celtics uh the fact that their defense again continues to kind of falter and show inconsistencies uh, but it was a really good win from philadelphia and this is why when you talk about teams like philly stormy and we'll talk about again individual performances for phoenix uh, and the suns mm -hmm. sometimes all the data and the number you throw it out. And if you've got two really good players or one really good player who can carry you on their back with individual performances, I mean, you saw it. It was incredible yesterday. Yep. James Harden, uh, his point prop in the game was only sitting at 20 and a half. He goes over that with 21 in the first half alone. And he goes from the two middle games of this series where it was the worst back-to-back -back game set of his career in terms of field goal percentage to shooting nearly 70% from the floor. What was the difference? Because those two games, it seemed like everybody was struggling to find their rhythm with Embiid back on the floor with them. And then yesterday, Harden just came alive. I mean, I, I couldn't really tell you. I think Harden was... So I think part of it is like, so Joel Embiid does demand some attention. But here's the thing. In that fourth quarter... Al Horford completely shut Embiid down. Mm -hmm. Like he was guarding. There was, this is why I talked about the Celtics being such a good matchup for the Philadelphia 76ers is that if you're Boston, that you can, um, you can look at the 76ers and go, we're comfortable guarding you in one-on-one -on -one situations. And you saw in that fourth quarter, Al Horford took Joel Embiid out of that game for the most part. It was one-on-one -on -one, and it was, hey, you know what? I'm not going to force you. I'm not going to allow you to get to the basket with ease. And some of those possessions, he actually forced them back to the perimeter. And there were a couple where they sent some late help to get the ball out of Joel Embiid's hands to contest some of those shots. But when you're looking at like the way that this game went down, I mean, Harden, the, the finish at the end of regulation to get that ball up and to hit it, like that was a, that was an intense finish. It was absolutely mm -hmm. fantastic. And then you get to the end of the game, at the end of overtime, where the Celtics really screwed themselves like – I think it's there's two things that are I think you cannot do that the Celtics did. First off, it's you are up by two points, right? You do not then go ahead and say, we're going to crash in on Joel Embiid because if he ties the game, it is still a tie game. You have the ball with the ability mm -hmm. to either one, not you know, go to another overtime, or two, take the lead. So go ahead, let him go one on one to the basket. So then you give up the wide open three point shot. And then at the end of overtime, to get the ball with about 18 seconds left story and not have a, a shot, like to not even get well, a shot off. So that's what was so weird. It just, there was a complete lack of urgency, yep. it felt like. And even when there's seven seconds left, Jason Tatum has the ball. Nothing happens. No timeouts called throughout that period. Like what was going on so, through Joe Missoula's head throughout that process? Well, I think we have Missoula here. So let's hear from Missoula. Cause I, and I will say this, because we're going to hear about, you know, about pace and how he wanted them to play a little bit quicker. I don't mind not calling two time, any of the timeouts, but here was Missoula afterwards in terms of media availability, explaining what happened in the last possession. Oh, that was the play. We just had to play a little bit more pace. We had the right matchup. Um, Jason got downhill and made the right play at the rim. We just had to play a little bit more pace there, but that's, that was the play. Was he supposed to dish it if he was covered, or what was he supposed to do? Just make the right read, which I thought he did. We got Maxie in the pick and roll, and uh, he made the right play. We just didn't play fast enough. Like that's on, that's on you. Like you, I don't know how you. That, and again, it's on the players as well. But like this is when you talk about the Celtics, right? And one of the big issues for them have been their performances in clutch situations, and the fact that last year in the regular season they were one of the worst clutch performers. In the postseason last year they were one of the worst clutch performers. Post All Star break this year they were one of the worst clutch performers. Yeah. And we're going to talk with Julian Edlow today, so we'll have him because I know he's a big Celtics guy, and I think he's a season ticket holder. When you're when you look at consistently failing in these scenarios, you would think at one point you get your head out of your rear end and you're going like, let's go. Because Missoula's right. Tatum made the right read. He had a wide open shooter. I mean, Smart made the shot, yeah. right? He was wide open and he hits the shot. 
if you go a second earlier, we're talking about you winning this game up 3-1 going back to Boston. And, and the brilliant thing, too, is like this is the thing that is a missed opportunity. So far through this series, Philadelphia has had no answers for Boston's uh, offense at all. They have had three games in which they've had offensive ratings of well over 120. Their worst game was an offensive rating of 117.3. That was game three, and they ended up winning that one. So, like, if you're looking at yourself, if you're Boston, it's late-game execution, and it's the fact that your defense has been so up or down throughout this postseason, why you're now sitting here without a 3-1 series lead, and instead it's 2-2 going back to Boston. Yep, uh, a cool moment post-game as well. James Harden and John Howe, the Michigan shooting survivor, um, right before he did his post-game interview, signed the shoes there. Awesome guest to have at the game, so... Cool for them to get the win, tie the series at two. Celtics, however, still a big favorite, minus 330 to go on and win the set. Let's take a look at Nuggets Suns, though, because like you mentioned, there was that late line move. Sun close pick them or, or minus one, depending on the book mm-hmm. that you had, total 227 and a half. And despite a massive day from Nikola Jokic, it's... Kevin Durant and Devin Booker stepping up yet again. We talked on the Lombardi line yesterday about, hey, don't shy away or be afraid of those point props, even though they're so high for those guys, because if they're not going to score, who is? But then we ended up getting somebody else to throw into the fold as well, which I didn't expect. Man, so first off, uh, former Clipper Landry Shamit, uh, good for him. I didn't uh, have that on my bingo card. I will say it's the Landry Shamit game. <laughs> uh, well, so and this is so this is one of the things, and like on the podcast that we talk about all the time, Herbert Handicappers, wherever you get your podcast. Um, the thing that we brought up, because I'm very much in the camp of Denver winning this series. I bet them before the series started to win this thing. Uh, I have bet Denver each of the last two games money line because I'm willing to go, hey, look, if historic performances beat me on consecutive nights, so be it. And mm-hmm. that's what happened, right? The last two games, you've had some ridiculous performances. And Devin Booker has been absolutely incredible. These last two games, averaging 41, 10, and 6 on 79% shooting is primarily a jump shooter is absolute insanity. But like you mentioned, the thing that is going to help you here is not abs- like not just Devin Booker and Kevin Durant going nuclear. You just need those games, right? In the first series, Torrey Craig averaged like 17 points on 60% shooting against the Clippers. Really helped them out to get past the Los Angeles Clippers in quick in, in quick fashion. And then you get this game from Landry Shamit yesterday where, okay, Devin Booker is so ridiculously hot that we're going to have to double him at times. We're going to help at the nail and leave Kevin Durant open on a left three, like a left wing three, which Aaron Gordon helped a little too strongly on. And then what happens when you start to send doubles? Well, Devin Booker's good enough that he's going to be able to slice you up via the pass. And sure enough, he had 11 assists and Landry Shamit with a bunch of wide open shots, scores 19 points on six of nine shooting five of eight from three point range. Like this is, this is all about how well Devin Booker has played. I get that you have Kevin Durant. Devin Booker has been insane. These last two games, actually, I think you could say the last three. He was great in game two as well. And this is why this thing is tied up. And the other thing, Stormy, is Denver's bench all the way up through game three of this series have been performing really well and taking advantage of the opportunities given to them because the benches that they had faced have not been that good. This is a terrible game by this Denver bench and by the other role players. So maybe you go back home. Role players tend to play better when they're back on their home court. But the fact that you get 50 points from Nikola Jokic mm-hmm. and you lose this game, it's a massive missed opportunity for a team that was up to nothing in a series. Yeah, definitely a wasted performance by him. And unfortunate, too, I feel bad for him that you get the ball in his hands late in the game. You, yep. you get it in the right guy's hands and things just don't happen. Not enough in the tank there. Booker and KD both with 36 points. They're 158 combined points the last two games, second most over a two-game span by a duo in NBA playoff history. For all the fun, though, that we had in the association yesterday, it was an interesting NHL slate as well. Two games with five and a half goal pregame totals ended up combining for 21 goals yesterday. And this title favorite now finds themselves on the brink of elimination. We will get to that when we return on Follow the Money. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, 
sports, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Hockey playoffs are here. Whether you're rooting for your team or betting on your favorite player, DraftKings Sportsbook's got you covered for all things NHL. Right now, new customers can place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets back if your team wins. Join the action now on DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app and sign up with the code VSIN. An opportunity to use that tonight. Edmonton Oilers and the Vegas Golden Knights going head-to-head. Welcome back to Follow the Money I did want to say real quick, mm. my one car story, it's very, very short, but the first time and only time I have ever run out of gas in my vehicle, it was my brother and I, and we were in high school, and he said, okay, we're low on gas, we have to make a decision now. Are we going to go to the gas station first, or are we going to get in and out Because I was very, very hungry. Mm. And we went to in and out and our car died and ran out of gas in the drive-thru and my brother was pushing our car through the drive-thru. Okay, I like so, it. I actually do have a better car story that I thought of involving me being locked in a car and cops searching a park that I was parked at, um, but there was illicit activities involved that I don't think it's total story. <laughs> yes, okay, we'll got to keep that on the on the low for now. Uh, let's bring in good friend of the show, Julian Edlow, DraftKings content specialist, betting analyst, also host of the Unreasonable Odds podcast. Julian, any car stories for you? How are you? <laughs> No, uh, forget NBA. I uh, keep going, JVT. This sounds like quite the predicament. Well, I was, you know, you do teenage things, and uh, let's just say that I was sitting in a car, and some group of friends left in another car to go do more bad things, and as uh, they thought it was funny, they locked the car. So I'm sitting in a park lot. It's like eleven o'clock at night, and I can't get out of the car because it's locked. And then three cop cars show up because they're looking for somebody apparently. So they're like searching through the whole park with like the spotlight and everything. And they get to the car that I'm sitting in and the cop shines the light in the car and like right in my face. And I kind of just waved at him because I didn't have anything else. And uh, it, it worked. He actually just walked away. So I wasn't the guy that they were looking for. Apparently it was good. Perfect. Unbelievable. Good beat. Yep. See, beat the law many times. Uh, Julian, we know that you are obviously been doing a great job betting the NBA playoffs, but you are a Boston guy. What was your reaction to the Sixers tying the series yesterday? And I, I, I saw via your Twitter a little bit unhappy with the way that Joe Missoula managed the end of the game. Well, and it's not, I know everybody's talking about the timeout, <clears throat> but that's just kind of the way he's done things all year, right or wrong. Um, what I, I knew they weren't going to call it. Would I have liked to see them call it in that situation? Sure, uh, because they took too long and, and didn't get the right shot. But going back to, to the defensive possession where, where Harden hits the three to take the one-point lead, 
I have no idea how that decision was was made, and they had time to set all that up. And uh, for the first time in the game, you have Tatum on Embiid. You're going to give up after Horford played a ridiculous uh, second half against Embiid, getting getting some really key stops. Uh, you give up a ton of size, put Tatum on Embiid, and then you double off of Harden with Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown on on Harden has been. Uh, one of the only things that has slowed Harden down in in this series, and uh, you're going to use Jalen Brown to double off of Harden when you have so many other options. I, I didn't get any of the defensive decisions, the the offensive decisions. I kind of saw coming, and they they acted too late. Um, but it was really the other end of the ball that that I was more confused about yesterday. So what what do we do with your guys here? Because I think like consistently, Julian, when you've watched this and you look at some of the numbers. The offense has been consistently consistent. They have been able to go out here and score at a relatively high level with some good efficiency. However, it has been the defense, which is supposed to be their bread and butter, that has kind of failed them in this series up to this point. What do you make of these defensive inconsistencies that we have now seen that stretch back to the Atlanta series, right? Since game three, like this team should be better, and yet we get these moments in which they're not, and they're 2-2 in a series that you could argue they should very much be up 3-1 and going back home. Yeah, the defensive inconsistencies are are frustrating if you're watching it from a Celtics side of things, whether you're a fan or or a better. Um, and I don't totally have an answer on how or why they're going to fix it, other than that they're talented enough to to fix it. And we've seen them go through long stretches, including last postseason, where it's it's been fixed. So they're going to have to find something on the defensive end. Again, the way that the game ended yesterday doesn't give me much encouragement that they know what they're they're doing on that end at the moment because that was such a weird way to defend things in a you know you after that first half you still have one one chance to get a stop and win that game uh and you can't do it so for me i i feel like they're gonna if i know what this team's gonna do i feel like they're gonna bounce back very well in game five like you said they they could have a three to one lead here they've they've dominated the series for the most part, let one slip away at home and then kind of let one slip away on the road as well. So this team has been a great bounce-back team off of losses going back to when they they turned the corner in January of 2022. And uh, I think that they'll be in that that same spot on uh, on whatever it is, Tuesday night. So Celtics' first half is is something that I'll have my eye on in that game. And uh, I do ultimately think they they win this game because they can't afford to go in a three to two hole in a in a series that they've really been the much better team in. Julian Edlow, host and betting analyst at DraftKings Sportsbook, joining us this morning on Follow the Money. We do have two games coming up tonight as the playoffs roll on. The Miami Heat, a four and a half point favorite over the Knicks. Lakers now a three point favorite over the Golden State Warriors, looking to remain perfect at home this postseason. Anything you really like tonight? Nothing that I love tonight. Uh, I'm you know, I'm very interested to see how the games go. It feels like the Heat are just the better team all of a sudden, and it's crazy. Like, you know, JVT came on came on my podcast, Unreasonable Odds, over at DraftKings. We were talking about the Heat. He was talking about fading the Heat and how awful they've been against the number this year, and they have. And now here they are just turning into that one seed that took the Celtics to Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Final last year and pulling this offense that they didn't have all year out out of nowhere. So they look to be seriously overmatching the Knicks. They almost stole that game, too, on the road. Um, Knicks dig deep and, and get it, but they've been the better team in the rest of the series. So it looks like Miami kind of has a stranglehold on that series right now, the way that they're playing. Um, I, I was on the Lakers in the Western Conference uh, game game three on Saturday night. I thought it was a great bounce back spot off the blowout. They wind up blowing out the Warriors. It, it worked out. This one I, I have a little less feel for. Um, Lakers obviously favored at home. This would be where the Warriors generally bounce back because you can't get this thing to three one. But the 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 road the road wins this year just aren't there. They were able to dig deep against the Sacramento team and get them. But are they going to be able to do that against LeBron James and Anthony Davis and get them is the question. And I don't know. So I'm, pr- I'm probably going to be laying off that game, maybe getting invested live. Uh, but if I played anything tonight, it would probably be Miami by the looks of that series. They just seem to have 
have the Knicks number right now. Uh, let's spin forward what we saw last night, the late game at the very least, Denver uh, taking on Phoenix. What, what do you make of this series now that this thing's 2-2 going back to Denver? Can Devin Booker keep this up as they hit the road and now to play an altitude and ask those two guys to play 40-plus minutes yet again? Yes, yeah, crazy what Phoenix is, is doing right now. I, I was pretty convinced that, uh, that they would get one of those games out of desperation and out of what Booker and Durant are doing scoring the ball, uh, but that that would be a split and Denver would come home with a chance to close things out in Game 5. Booker and Durant scored enough to, to make that not the case and make it 2-2. Two to two. Um, Ridiculous offense and shot-making against pretty good defense a lot of the times, too, other than the, the open Shamit threes in that game last night. So I, I think it's a bounce-back spot for Denver. I think they should get this one at home. Um, I can't imagine that Booker and Durant can keep up the two-man show on the road uh to get another win when you know if you're Denver you you know how they're they're scoring it's two guys and they don't have much else uh and those role players maybe maybe they don't show up quite as much uh away from Phoenix in Denver so that would be uh that would be a Denver play for me uh in game 3 and no I'm not concerned about Nikola Jokic getting suspended uh and the market does not seem to be either because that one is moving uh pretty safely in Denver's favor. We've only got about 45 seconds with you, but it seems like a natural follow-up. Is Matt Ishbia the floppingest billionaire since Vince McMahon? <laughs> that was quite a flop. Uh, not much contact, and we didn't even see the whole story when he was hanging onto the ball uh, originally to, to create the whole situation. So please just don't get involved. Give a couple fines if you need to, but don't rob us of what this series is going to be because of that situation where HBO clearly is at some fault as well. No doubt. Uh, really, really good stuff, Julian. Appreciate your time as always, and best of luck the rest of the postseason. Anytime. Thank you guys for having me. Julian Edlow at Julian Edlow on Twitter doing great stuff. Check out the Unreasonable Odds podcast wherever you get your podcast. And it definitely seems based on the number for Nugget Suns in the upcoming game that it looks like I, they I expect Jokic to be there. I don't think he'll get suspended, but uh, if you don't think they have actually brought it up in discussions, I think you are wrong. And by the way, Matt Ishby, a former, I think, practice squad guy from Michigan State is a basketball player. So that's where the flopping comes so, from. Oh, I was uh, going to say that's where the holding on of the rock. Well, that, came I mean, that from. too, yeah. Maybe we got some sound post game talking a little bit more about that when we come back here on Follow the Money for hour two. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And during this postseason, all customers can get a no-sweat bet on any NBA same-game parlay when you opt in. All you got to do is use the code VSIN, V-S-I-N, when you sign up. Available to play in select states. Must be 21. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. But make sure you check out DraftKings.com for full details. Stormy Bonantoni and Jonathan Von Tobel in for Mitch and Pauly. As we welcome you back to Follow the Money. We are live from downtown Las Vegas. And as our next guest joins us today, VEASAN contributor Will Hill at not the Will Hill on Twitter. Make sure you give him a follow. Does a good job posting through all of these crazy games and, and betting them, of course, as well. But JVT, I don't know if you have a bone to pick with Will oh, yeah. or something that's happening, but there's some sensitivity happening, Will. So what's so, up? Look, I love Will. Will's the man. Um, uh -oh. have, that's <laughs> never a good way to start it. Go <laughs> ahead. Having said that, Will, we're let me double check the math here. We're 33 games into the MLB season. The angry tweets about the Yankees. Gotta stop, buddy. What are we doing? <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna kill yourself stressing out about a team. It's May, and all you do is tweet out about how mad you are about the Yankees. Let's relax. I don't think I'm, I tweet angry things. I'm not mad. I actually bet them to miss the playoffs. It's just it, for a $7 billion franchise, the, the lineups they run out there every day with Aaron Hicks and Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. Uh, it's just, it's really embarrassing. That was, uh, they were about to have a good weekend in Tampa and win two out of three. And they, they let that game uh, get away yesterday where they're up six, nothing in the yeah. uh, the fifth inning with Cole on the mound. But no, I'm okay. I'm, I'm not as mad as you think. Okay. All right. I mean, this is coming from a guy who yesterday had to watch Jose Suarez, Chase Silseth, and Chris Davinsky go out there in a bullpen game for the Angels get absolutely raked over the coals. So, you know, just chill. Rangers are still scoring, I think. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I think they are. Yankees, just to add on to the conversation, last in the AL East right now, trailing the Rays Ooh, it's by 10 Ooh, it's going to set games. them off. Watch out. <laughs> it's going to set them off. 
just I'll just I'll just mind my own business here. Let's talk a little NBA. Will how about it? Uh, turn our attention to another New York team, the Knicks, getting four and a half points coming up tonight in Miami. Total 206 and a half. It's you know really really rough shooting last game. I don't know if we see more of the same today. What's your cap on tonight's action? You think you think that was rough shooting? You didn't enjoy watching that? <laughs> Wasn't my favorite. Um, yeah, the, I think the concerning thing for the Knicks, and there's a couple things. It's uh, you know the series is two one. Miami's up two games to one. The, the the worst part of this for the Knicks is the game they won. I mean, they're down one nothing mm-hmm. at home with no Butler. Usually that's a spot where the, the home team wins, wins going away. They had to squeak that out. I thought that was a, a warning sign of trouble for the Knicks. And, you know, you can look at it and say, all right, we'll shoot better. Miami's not going to shoot as good. But in game three, Miami shot seven to 32 from three. So it's not like they shot the ball well and they still want it going away. I just don't see a lot of paths for offense here for the Knicks. I mean, their half-court rating has been awful. I think it was 70 in the last game. I just don't know where the solutions are. I know there's talk of dusting Evan Fournier off. I don't know that that's the answer, but you got to figure out a way to score more. To me, Butler's the best player in the series. Spolster's the best coach. Um, and, and Miami just shoots the ball a lot better, and it's going to be hard for the Knicks if they don't win this game to come back from 3-1. So I would expect Miami to win tonight. Maybe Knicks team total under is the best play. I do like uh, a player prop, though. Julius Randle, uh, his rebounds are set at 8.5 at DraftKings. You can even find it even money some spots. He had 14 in Game 3. He had 12 in Game 2. I'm not, I feel like I'm missing something here, why mm-hmm. this is so low. But 8.5 uh, over for Julius uh, Julius Randle rebounds is a play for me. And with lean heat for the game, and I, I'm curious what the Knicks team total under is, that probably be a play for me too. So as we kind of spin this forward big picture, let's assume that you're right and that the Heat win. Are you somebody of the mindset that, you know, because I think there's two ways to look at Miami, right? Well, it's like, hey, this is the one seed from last year. Maybe there's something or I'm more of the mindset of it was a bad team. They had a really good series against Milwaukee. They match up well with New York, and I think they meet their fate in the Eastern Conference Finals, depending on who they get. And I think it's either one of those teams that can beat them. But do you are you someone who thinks that there's a higher ceiling for this Heat team, or that they've kind of been walking a fine line here? Uh, I tend to agree with you, but again, I check my bank account once in a while, and I had some big big bets on Bucks series prices, and so I'm reminded to be uh, to be a little bit humbled and just not bet my instincts with this Heat team because they uh, they fed me my lunch with with that Bucks series. I'm still recovering from that one and trying to figure out how Milwaukee lost that, but I don't think this team's getting to a finals or winning a championship. So I mean, whoever comes out of the uh, the Philly Boston series, I think would be a rightfully big favorite. Not that that makes them. Uh, you know, automatic to advance to the finals. But I think winner of Boston Philly would be going to the finals. I don't know if you guys saw this, but before game four, Boston at, at Bet Rivers, Boston was minus 400. There are $4 to come out of the East, that which yep. is just insane. I mean, this is not the KD Warriors. They're a good team and they're the rightful favorite. I thought that was a little bit extreme of a price, but yeah, I would I would favor whoever comes out of Boston Philly to, uh, and, to, and to win this. Really quick to that point too. I mean, Boston was also like plus 115 to win the NBA finals before the game yesterday. Denver was like the second choice at like 450. Like I'm with you. Like the the Celtics team just is rated, I think, a little too high given the flaws that we know about them. You know. Totally agree. And whoever wins this year, there's no great teams. I mean, we're used to the NBA where you have the LeBron Heat or you have, you know, the Steph and KD Warriors. It's the NBA. Usually a great team wins. Whoever wins this year, it's sort of like the NCAA tournament where um, it's just a lot of parity. I guess UConn pulled away and was dominant this year. But a lot of times there's just parity in the NCAA tournament, more like, you know, the NFL, too, where uh, somebody's going to win. But somebody is going to win. That's a flawed team. There's really good teams, but there's no great team left here. Previewing tonight's NBA action with VSIN contributor Will Hill at not the Will Hill on Twitter. The Golden State Warriors coming off their second largest loss in 137 playoff games under Steve Kerr, lost by 30 to the Lakers in game three. LA looking to take a bit of a stranglehold on the series against the defending champs. And we all know the struggles that Golden State has had on the road throughout the course of the regular season. Question is, do they continue today in LA? How do you feel? This is it. This is a hell of a game. This is, uh, to me, the winner of this game wins the series. If Golden State's able to get it to 2-2 with five at home and seven at home, they're probably going to win. Davis has been the best player in two of these three games, which is hard to say for uh, for a series with Curry in it. I think if you're Golden State, just keep this close at the end of the game. And, and you know what? Come out with the mentality that we have Steph Curry and you don't. Uh, but boy, I, I think the Lakers win this game. I really do. We're going on almost two weeks now. Everyone talks about the Lakers. Can they hold up every other game mm-hmm. uh, with their age? But the Warriors, going back to game five, the night before the NFL draft, they've played every other 
night uh, going back to game five against the Kings to six to seven. They haven't had a breather. And that's not exactly a young team either. Golden State. And I think they have a lot of issues with their rotation. The Jamichael experiment, uh, Jamichael Green experiment was tried. I don't know if they're going to go back to that. Pool's been a disaster. So uh, I would think the Lakers win this game tonight. There's some minus 143, I think, at Bet Rivers for a, a money line out there. Uh, I think the Lakers win. I think the better the better plays here are the player props, though. I'm going to fade Jordan Poole again. I did it in game three. I'm going to go back to it. His home road splits are really bad when you get him on the road. I think he's fallen out of favor with his bad defense, his turnovers. Only 22 minutes and five points in game three. He set at 12 and a half at DraftKings. Uh, I would go under there. And I also like Austin Reeves, who I love as a player, but to me, he just doesn't look healthy. He doesn't look right. The first three games, he's had 10, 7, and 10 again. He's wearing a sleeve. He just doesn't look like, uh, you know, he, he's 100%. He's not shooting the ball well. His his prop, I think, is at 13 and a half points. I would go under there. And I'm going to say the Lakers win tonight. I don't know if you, if you two have a feel for this game, but I, I'm going to go with the Lakers. To your point real quickly, just about Poole's numbers, his prop for points tonight set at 12 and a half and he has gone under that number in five of the last six games but your thoughts on tonight uh i mean look i've got uh, i've got some really good numbers on the warriors to win the west so i'm just really <laughs> really hoping that this warriors team can uh and i've also played with firewell because uh, i've been a little stubborn because I, I think they were going to win this series so i haven't gotten anything like on the lakers yet so i'm at least hoping that they could win this and get this back to two or three in San Francisco. So I'll get a decent plus price and get a they, little something out of they've this. They've just thing. looked so anemic and uninterested yeah. to me. Who's that? The Warriors. Well, I think part of it, and you know, Will can speak to this too. Like, I think what you see in these playoff series is when you see the writing on the wall as a team, I mean, the Lakers did it in game two. Why push it? Like, okay, we're going to lose this game. Right. Let's pull everybody. We don't need to, like, we don't need to fight in the fourth quarter. Let's just get this thing out of here. And let's, as Will's, like you said, Will, right? Let's get some freaking rest because we haven't had any. And you kind of move on. So I think that gives you some of these lopsided results that maybe on its surface look worse than what they really are. And the foul game, when you foul that much, the Lakers are really yep. good on defense in the half court. They're able to set their defense, and it just sort of snowballs. So um, I'm, I'm curious what the what the Lakers team total under is tonight. I, I would look towards that because I do have concerns. If the Lakers lose this series, I think it's because they just don't score enough. So if you like the if you like Golden State, maybe um, you look at an under, too, because I just don't know that the Lakers have enough spacing here, can, can get enough shooting on the, the court and score uh, at a high enough rate against Golden State. They certainly did against Saturday night. I think that was the big surprising part of that. Games Golden State's defense was so bad, but I think that is still ultimately a concern. Can LA, you know, score enough to uh, to win this game and and win this series? One fourteen and a half is that team total. All right, it's boy. I, I would look under. I, I would look under. One hundred one and a half. By the way, too for the New York Knicks tonight. Oh, I mean, we were talking about that. that that's an under. I'm going to bet that as soon as I'm done with you. Okay, putting you on the spot. Who comes out of the East and West? Who's playing in the finals when all said and done? My goodness, I am going to go Celtics Nuggets, and I do yes. not feel good about it whatsoever. I like it. Give me the give me the Seventy Sixers and the Nuggets. Not because I have also a Seventy Sixers future. Well, if you uh, ask Michael because, Lombardi, yeah. the Seventy Sixers cannot beat the Heat, so that wouldn't work yeah, I, out. I even think if he's they very beat wrong about that, but we'll, we'll find out <laughs> if that's going to be the case. Will, thank you so much for the time today, buddy. You're the best. All right, see you. Thanks for having me. Awesome stuff from Will. He's been doing great uh, with his NBA postseason bets. That's. That's so funny. Michael, Michael, for being a 76ers fan, fan, I put that in quotations because he has been unhappy, unhappy with the way that they have drafted, with the things that they have done in the postseason. He hates the process. He hates the process. Okay, we have to step aside. We'll preview tonight's Edmonton Vegas Golden Knights game in the NHL. We do have a full card, 11 Major League Baseball games coming up today. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, 
sports, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's kids-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex... Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NBA, and new customers can bet $5 and get $150 in bonus bets instantly. All you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code VSIN when you sign up. That's V-S-I-N. It was a fun one in the NBA yesterday, as well as the NHL postseason. Three home teams all coming through yesterday, the Devils, beat the Hurricanes, rebounding from those early two-game 5-1 and 6-1 losses to win 8-4. The Panthers beat the Maple Leafs 3-2 in overtime. They take a three-games-to-none lead. And the Kraken, what a surge. Again, a 7-2 win for them over the Stars. We have the Vegas Golden Knights and Edmonton Oilers coming up tonight to help us break it all down. We bring in Dennis Bernstein of SiriusXM NHL Network Radio, also doing great work with the fourthperiod.com. Dennis, thanks for doing this. It has been the wild, wild west out here in the NHL playoffs. It sure has. And the Edmonton Oilers, you know, the, the public's fickle, right? Uh, on Friday, I was on SiriusXM. The bidding favorites for the Cup were Florida and Carolina. You know, wake up this morning, it's Edmonton. And <laughs> rightfully so. That was a scary, scary exhibition by the Edmonton Oilers. Um, I've seen it. I covered them and the Kings the first round. That power play, Stormy, it, it, for a, the casual fan, it's like a team that's had like uh, 80% completion rate in the NFL in the playoffs. that That's how great that power play is. And that's why they're now the betting favorite. It was just a, uh, a powerful exhibition by this team as they uh, get ready for game three in Edmonton tonight. Yeah, they've scored at least one all eight games this postseason, three for six on the power play that last game. When you look to tonight as the series does shift north of the border now, series tied at one. Do they just continue to lay the boomstick, it feels like, on this Golden Knights team? Or can the VGK's defense that so many people were talking about coming into the set start to hold tall? No, they can't play worse, right? So I think <laughs> change true. of venue, right? And, and you know, I, I listened to the show earlier. JVT's right. Like, they're not some team that's going to beat you 7 nothing. There's opportunity. Like they, there's opportunity. They don't have a great penalty kill either. Uh, but you got to assume, here's if I'm Bruce Cassidy, here's my thought. Like, there's going to be eight minutes when we're in the box. We're going to lose those eight minutes in the game. We have to win the other 52 minutes. So is there an opportunity? Yeah, Edmonton's not a great home team. They lost in the first round to L.A. the first game at home. There is opportunity for Vegas, but they, they – and I go – you know Gary Lawless. He does great mm-hmm. work there. I, I text him after game two. I said, are you going to bring the varsity to Edmonton? Because that was a JV action that you put it up in game two. There is opportunity, but Edmonton looks so good. You have to assume, Stormy, you're going to give up something on the power play, but you've got to beat this team five on five. That's the only path to victory. You're not going to do it by special teams. This is usually what happens in the playoffs. What about this total? There's a couple of six and a half still out there for the total yeah. for this game. 
So if if it's there, are you laying a buck thirty to go over a, a six and a half? Yeah, hard. I'm going hard. I'm going deep on that JVT. Yeah, it's it. At some point, that that line's got to move north to six and a half. I don't know when it will, but with Edmonton, yeah, you always have to play the over. It's a smart bet. Like whether it goes or not, like this team is not. You're not going to shut this team down. It's not going to be a two-one game tonight, and they're playing at home, and they get the matchups. Um, everything favors certainly Edmonton Oilers. They should be favored tonight, but certainly over six and a half is what you want to play here. Yeah, I was even looking at an alternate total, seven and a half plus yeah. one fifty-five. Just wow. well, I mean, I just feel wow. like they're going to be firing, and the Golden Knights only got one goal on the board last game. They should contribute to this back and forth affair a little bit more here moving forward in the series. What happened to the Toronto Maple Leafs because they end up finally getting the monkey off their back. They win that opening round series for the first time in nearly 20 years. And then it seems like that was their Stanley Cup because they have not shown up here against the Panthers. So maybe they need the monkey back on their back. Maybe that's what they need. Maybe they need the pressure of not winning a series and hearing that about you haven't won in 19 years. The pressure came off and they haven't been the better team. Here's the thing, though. If you watch the Tampa Bay series, Toronto wasn't the better team for a long stretch. They really weren't. They, they want. They found ways to win games, and they're just not good enough. They can't handle the physicality, the forecheck. The goalie's been great. You mentioned Bobrovsky has been great, but they haven't played winning hockey. It's as simple as that. So they find themselves in a hole because they've been good, but just not good enough. And the four big scorers, uh, Marner, Matthews, Nylander, and Tavares, have no goals in the series. Mm-hmm. When, you're, when your top guys are like you know Sam Lafferty and Dennis Malga, you know guys like that, you're not going to win the series. You need your stars to be stuck. Like Edmonton, you need your stars to produce, and they just haven't, and that's why they're in a 0-3 hole, that maybe they get game three, but they're not going to come back the way Florida's playing and win four straight. They're not going to be an historical team at this point. Are the Hurricanes the best team uh, left in that conference? Um, they're the best structured team, but they, the JVT, they are such a bad road team. I know yeah. they won two games in the in the first round against the Islanders, but that's a different thing. Like, they looked slow. They looked discombobulated they look like they are not a good road team so i i like all these series to go along like i think this is at least a six game series i love what the devils did last night they put in a kid 19 years old luke Hughes, you know jack Hughes's brother he comes gets two assists so yeah, they are the best team i picked them in october to win the stanley cup i love them the question with them is are they going to get enough depth scoring they are and i don't think i think that's an anomaly yesterday i don't think the carolina hurricanes going to give up eight goals in another game that was really the surprise not that they lost was there but the way they lost jvt that was really surprising eight goals against for the team it's really good defensively yeah i don't think that they're going to be giving up that many again but one of my thoughts coming into the series because i did like the devils at a nice plus money price coming in was that the hurricanes depth would get tested throughout the course of a long series. And I felt like this young gun New Jersey Devils team could maybe have a little bit of an advantage here. They bounce back in game three, just like they did against the Rangers. What do you think their chances are now? Plus 155 to come back in the series. It's a pen- I don't think it's the skaters, Stormy. I think it's the goaltender. And they now went to Vitek Vanacek, who was the guy in the regular season. Akira Schmidt got them through the Rangers series, didn't play well. Uh, it's... I like the Hurricanes. I just think they'll find ways because they have the home ice advantage to me. Like 155 isn't a bad price for the Devils, given the way they've played. And now they've got their confidence back because, you know, they got their butts kicked in Carolina too straight. Like those were not competitive games. This was a competitive game. So nice price, but I still like the Hurricanes primarily because of the strength of how well they play on the home ice. Uh, let's go to Dallas and Seattle. I was making the case earlier that if uh, if Miro Haskin is going to be healthy, I'd actually come in and bet Dallas uh, to win this series. A lot of the metrics paint this as a series. It should probably be a little bit more in Dallas's favor. If Hastings is going to be available here after taking that puck to the face yesterday, this Dallas defense should be better, right? I think this is the team that's in a little better position than the market would indicate. Yeah, I'd like them to come out uh, yeah. of the West You know, last week, JVT, but... You know, Jake Otten has got to be better. If you yeah. watch those goals that went through the five hole yeah. yesterday, like, no, he's got to be better. Yeah, the defense, look, they fell apart. He's going to get hurt. They scored on the next four shots. How often is that going to happen? But the thing with Dallas guys is that they have spurts like that where they play terrible defense. I was in Dallas for a couple of games, and I saw at times they were just so disorganized in their own zone. I still expect them to win the series. But – Look, I, I, this is their game seven. Right? They can't go down to a, a two-year expansion team, down 3-1. I think they're going to win three straight. They've given this team way too much confidence. 
the Kraken believe in you. Watched them last night. They're tenacious. They're fast. They're getting good enough goaltending. If I'm just going to play like that, that team's going to be in trouble. But, yeah, I still like the Stars to come out. And I think they would give the team the Pacific Division to run for the money as well in the conference final. Yeah, it's been so confusing to see Ottinger with these, like, rogue periods. Yeah. It happened game one with the four goals in that opening period. They were just behind the eight ball right away. And then, of course, the five goals um, in that last matchup. Who do you have where things sit right now coming out of both the East and West? Uh, well, you have to pick Edmonton right now. I'll let you know again after game three, because this thing swings. <laughs> it's, I th- Storm, I think it's easier to handicap the Kentucky Derby than the NHL playoffs <laughs> this year. It's really been ridiculous. And these, I still like Carolina. I, I like Carolina because of their defense, their goaltending. I like to see Brett Burns lift the Stanley Cup too. So there's a little bit of a, a personal bias there, but I, I think that Edmonton based on the power of their offense and Carolina based on their defense and if they do get to a cup final against Edmonton, it'll be challenged. I just think Carolina is still the most complete team. You are right about the depth scoring. I think that's the one hill Achilles heel for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes is who will score for this team deeper into the playoffs. But I like those two teams right now. If we assume that Dallas, I'll get you out of here on this, if we assume that Dallas can get out of that series against Seattle, what do you expect from a series price if it's Edmonton and Dallas? Is Edmonton going to be a prohibitive favorite or is this going to be a somewhat tight series price? No, I think it could be like minus 185, 200. Because oh. it, it depends, JVD, on how Edmonton yeah. wins. If they win games like they won game two, then they're going to be a prohibitive favorite. They, they will be because it's Conor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl. Leon's being historical with respect to his goal scoring. So, yeah, it'd be a pretty heavy price for Edmonton if it was Edmonton-Dallas. About 45 seconds left with you, Dennis. What's the latest for what you guys are doing over at the fourthperiod.com? We'll be traveling throughout the playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs. We will be hosting, uh, me and Dave Pagnota, the uh, pregame on SiriusXM for uh, the Stanley Cup final, so wherever that is, and then we'll be covering the draft and free agencies. You can go to thefourthperiod.com. My Twitter handle is DennisTFP for more information. Awesome stuff. Really, really appreciate you taking the time with us today. Thanks, Ben. Stormy and JVT, thanks for the time. Always great being on Beeson. Yeah, it, that, that Golden Knights game tonight. I just don't know what version of the Golden Knights we're going to get. And that's Mm. what's so frustrating is the lack of consistency. And you know that you have to go goal for goal with Edmonton. And when they played pretty well on the road against Winnipeg, so maybe they can do that again here, right, in this series. But it does seem like a little bit of a different animal. And you just got to get your power play in check. doesn't sound like they're going to be able to. To equate that to an 80% completion percentage for a team throughout a series is pretty big. So that's You just got to stop letting them draw penalties. Like, yeah. don't make, don't do the dumb penalties. That's what really grinds my gears. It's like last game, every time you looked up, they're doing something. But yeah, I'm not, my, my eye is not nuanced enough to, you know, critique NHL officiating. Is there a crew out there that was a little trigger happy? I... Hmm. Well, it felt like it. It felt like it. But um, I will say, I think NHL officiating has got to be the hardest officials out there, just like physicality-wise. It's hard out there. In Pocket, coming up next. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.